Dairy farms are turning to more tech. Welcome back to Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us is Denise Barstow-Mans, a dairy farmer from Hadley, Massachusetts. Hi, Denise. Hi. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to meet you. Tell us a bit of background, first of all, because it's so fascinating, about your farm that I understand goes back a long time in the family. <laughs> yes, I'm part of the seventh generation here on the farm. Um, we're Barstow's Longview Farm. We're located in Hadley, Massachusetts, um, right in the Pioneer Valley. And um, we have been farming this land for 217 years. Our motto is looking forward since 1806. So that's our a reminder and our commitment every single day to our herd, to our land, our workforce, to our community, and to our food system. We have 600 head, we milk 300 cows, and we're part of the Cabot Agrimark Cooperative. So uh, the Cabot Creamery Cooperative has 600 farm families in New England and New York, and we are very lucky and excited to be a part of that family. That's exciting. And to a lot of us, that means uh, some great butter, some great cheese, et cetera, et cetera, right? <laughs> yes, the best. So let's talk about tech and how it is changing things on, on this farm that you grew up on. Give us a little overview, first of all. Yeah, I think a lot of times people think of dairy farms and they think about, you know, going back in time. Um, but farmers have been embracing technology for as long as it's been available because it makes it harder or easier um, and less hard on our bodies um, to be able to embrace that tech. And it also has a ton of benefits for our herd and for our land and for the milk quality too. Everything's so connected. So um, again, our, you know, our motto be looking forward since 1806 is really that, um, that vision, that commitment toward embracing the technology and um, doing what's going to be best for our animals and for our land. We've got a variety of different things on the farm, so I can kind of list through them if you want. <laughs> yeah, let, let's do that. First of all, I mean, the, the image of uh, of you getting up at uh, before dawn to milk the cows, I understand you have robots doing that, or <laughs> tell me what's going on there. Yeah, so in um, 2014, we installed uh, four robotic milkers, and that was a huge change for our farm in terms of efficiency and not having to get up at 3.45 in the morning every single day, um, but also just a great animal welfare tool for us um, and a great milk quality tool. So going back, you know, um, before 2014, we were getting up um, every single day, milking the cows at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. It would take about four hours each time. And we were doing this in a... Um, milking parlor. So we haven't been milking the cows by hand since the 1930s, but in a milking parlor, the cows all you know come in, they stand in the line, we hook them up um, and it takes a good amount of time. It takes at least two people. So it's a good amount of labor. Um, and again, we had to stop what we were doing, whether that was bringing in the crops or if it was Christmas morning, we had to milk the cows. So it wasn't really working for us. It wasn't really working for the cows either because they would come in, they were leaking, they were uncomfortable. They had a lot of milk that they wanted to get out of their system. Um, so the robotic milker makes it so that our cows milk on their own schedule, on their own time. So each of our girls are on their own individual schedule. Um, they have a collar on, which identifies her when she goes into the robotic milker. Um, so it knows who she is. 
last time that she milked, how much milk she's gonna give today. It's gonna give her grain based on her last lactation. And every visit for that animal is always gonna be the same. You know, it doesn't matter if it, I'm milking her or my dad or my uncle, um, it's always gonna be the same kind of visit. And cows love that routine. And they've really sort of selected their own routines. You know, I know that I can find Juliet at three o'clock in the afternoon and three o'clock in the morning, she's in there. So it's been a great, um, great transition for us and a great transition for our cows. And this collar is, uh, you're referring to it kind of like a Fitbit for, for cows as well? Yeah, it has this great uh, capacity to, you know, it identifies the cow kind of like an easy pass on the highway. So that's how we know who she is when she goes into the robot, because every udder has its own unique map. So we want to, um, the computer needs to remember that specific animal. Um, but then it also will track how much they're moving around. So that's going to tell us stuff like if they're in heat. So if they're, um, you know, during their cycle, they're ready to get pregnant again. Um, cows who are really active and moving around a lot um, often are in heat. Um, and then uh, on the other side, if she's not moving around a lot at all, maybe something's wrong. She has a stomach ache. Um, there's something wrong with her foot. Um, so it will... Um, send us text message and let us know that this cow needs to get checked out um, and we can go and and instead of just relying on our eyes which we do a lot um, we make sure that we are checking out our animals every single day multiple times a day um, we also have this tech backup to be able to um, better better take care of our herd on an individual basis and with this milking system, I, I saw it was referred to as free cow traffic. Is, is that the right phrase for it? And the cow decides when she's going to get milked and taken care of and eat, et cetera. Right. Yep. So that was one of the reasons that we decided to go with um, Laylee is because they allowed us to adapt our existing barns, which are, are kind of old, but we didn't want to put in a whole new barn and our cows can move throughout the barn as they normally would. And if they wanna go eat or lay down or get milked, that's always available to them. That's that's just amazing. And I guess it's worked out in terms of, I guess we call productivity as well. Tell me about it. Yeah, so since installing the robotic milkers, we have seen increased herd health because we just have more data and information. We can be better parents. We're catching things more quickly. Um, we've also seen increased milk production. So before we put in the robots, we were getting about seven gallons per cow per day. Now we get about 10 gallons per cow per day. So that's a big difference. Um, and you know, dairy farmers know that comfortable, happy cows are gonna give us more milk and higher quality milk. So we've also seen our quality increase. And, um, you know, we're sending our milk to Cabot Agrimark and they're making award-winning products like Cabot cheese and Cabot butter. And if they have better quality milk to work with, they can use more of it. There's less waste and they can continue to make these really high quality products. So it's a really great synergy um, having this technology to help us make a better product and also to help us take better care of our animals. Just terrific. Now. The tech doesn't stop there. You have something called an anaerobic digester. Tell me what that is. 
We do, yeah. So it's a, an anaerobic digester is a system that takes the energy potential, which is methane, out of cow manure and food waste, and it turns it into enough electricity to power 1,600 homes. Um, so we're getting that food waste from local food producers like Cabot. Um, so after they've processed the butter for the day, they'll do a first um, quick clean without any soap. So just getting all that butter fat out of the lines. And in Massachusetts, if you create more than one ton of food waste per week, it's illegal to put it into a landfill, which is good news because um, all that methane would just be released. Whereas bringing it to the farm, we can capture it. So we're getting that food waste to our digester and we're mixing it in with cow manure, which there's no shortage of that in this digester. So it's this essentially a big tank that works a lot like a stomach. So it's really hot in here. Um, everything's moving around and there's little microbes that are breaking down all of that cow manure and food waste and making a big fart, which is the methane gas. Um, so that rises to the top. We fan it into an engine and it's gonna combust in an engine just like gasoline would combust in an engine. Turns a generator and makes that electricity that we send out to the grid. And we're only using three or 4% of the energy that we produce on our farm. So all of this electricity is going out into our community, um, into our surrounding town and, and other towns nearby. So on the farm itself, you don't have much of an energy bill? Is it kind of like uh, solar panels, the way people can benefit from those? Sure, yeah. The, I mean, we are creating a green renewable electricity. Um, if we're getting really technical about it, um, we if the power goes out in the world, um, in our community, then the power, the digester automatically shuts off because we can't be forcing electricity into the grid if the grid is down because people are working on it and that would be really dangerous. But um, yeah, we don't, we are, this offsets our carbon hoof print by 85% because of all the benefits um, that it produces. So we've got the green electricity, but we also have two other byproducts. Uh, one of them is heat. So we have a heat recovery unit, which is attached to the engine. So just like in a car engine, you would have a coolant going through. So we have cool water moving through and it's coming out over 200 degrees. So we're using that to heat the digester itself with you know our big stomach. We also heat um, all the hot water used for cleaning and heating in the barns and then eight homes entirely. So all of us farmers have um, free hot showers after a long day in the barn, which is really nice. Um, so it's really lessened our reliance on oil and fossil fuels, not just on the farm, but also on a personal level as a part of our family. Um, the other byproduct is this fertilizer. So we call it digestate. About 98% of what we put in to the digester comes back out. So that cow manure and food waste, we just need the methane out of it. Um, so we have this, basically this like cocktail of poo water, um, which is an amazing soil amendment. So we're spreading that on our land as a chemical free fertilizer between cuttings of hay and corn. We have 450 acres that we spread that on. And um, we have seen increased crop yields. So more food per acre for our animals. Um, we've seen increased soil health and we have decreased our chemical fertilizer usage by 90%. So really a big deal, especially in the last year because fertilizer has been so expensive um, to be able to 
rely less on those amendments and more on this natural amendment um, is really beneficial for our land and for our community to have good soil health and open farmland. That's terrific. And I assume there's a lot of uh, work research going into all kinds of new technologies for dairy farms and other kinds of agriculture too. Yep. Yeah, there's constantly research being done um, to improve you know, animal health and um, land, land health as well. Beyond that, uh, I, I saw online that you have a new pen pal program. So you're educating all of us, especially young people, I suppose, about what's going on there. Yeah, so Cabot has a really great program, the Cabot um, Farmer Pen Pal Program. And we were really lucky to be featured this last month um, talking about our anaerobic digester. There is just such a great connection that we have with Cabot, um, not just because we've been sending them milk <laughs> for, you know, multiple generations, but also because of this anaerobic digester. So we're getting their food waste, which we turn into electricity. And then we, with that byproduct, spread it on our land. So we have better quality feed to feed our cows so they can make better quality milk, which we send back to Cabot. So we've got this amazing closed loop. And on top of that, they're purchasing the renewable energy credits from the farm. So um, we are producing this electricity and it's pretty much the same amount that it takes them to make the Cabot butter. Um, and Cabot has won multiple sustainability awards and our farm was lucky to win the Green Pastures Award um, in, in conjunction with this, this partnership that we have with our cooperative. Just terrific. Um, we're going to wrap up with a little bit of a, I guess, a personal story for you because you, I, from what I understand, you didn't always intend to live your life on the farm after you grew up, did you? You know, I grew up on the farm um, playing and loving it and then realized when I got older how, how hard, you know, it's a hard job. Um, so in high school, I was like, you know, bye guys, I'll see you, <laughs> see you sometime, maybe. Um, but I moved out West. I was a trail guide and I saw how people were connecting with these beautiful natural spaces. And it made me think about, um, you know, if we're all, if we only care about the places that are beautiful, like who takes care of the places that we come from? Um, and what am I doing? So I really wanted to come back to the farm, be a part of the story. Um, I think it's so important what farmers do for our food systems, for our communities, and for open land. You know, in addition to producing milk, which is a wholesome, nutritious food, we're also keeping this land open, which is good for wildlife habitat. It's good for groundwater. It's good for climate resilience and for food security. Um, so there's a lot of benefits that having local farms where they fit into the landscape um, add this diversity to our food system. So I think that it's really important that we support local dairy farms and all local farms. Just terrific. Now for your farm, you have a, a website because you, you do more than just uh, milk cows there. You have, you've got a whole nice setup, don't you? Yeah, we've got a farm stand. Um, we have Barstow's Dairy Store and Bakery, which is actually where I spend most of my time. Um, I'm a manager there. Um, and we also do farm tours by appointment. We sell compost and we do sell beef as well. Um, but you can find us at barstowslongviewfarm.com 
And we are also on Facebook and Instagram as Barstow Dairy. Well, congratulations on what you're doing there and all of the innovation. Denise Barstow-Mans, thanks for spending time with us. Thank you so much.